transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. me again. Yes, that's right. This is another episode of Coffee and Contemplation. I'm your host, Old Heart. I had to pause and think about that for a second. It's true. Uh, And I'm doing all right. I hope you're doing all right, too. I'm trying to ripen up my coconut, and lately I've been in the theme of extraterrestrial life. That's extraterrestrial life. Uh, I've been really into it. Like I've I've just been like... I don't know why, I just keep looking at it, I keep thinking about it, I keep up, you know. One time, years ago, the only time I stayed at my my family's, like, my mom's side of the family has a cabin, like, just long, complicated relationship, either way. I've only been there once. And that one time, I recall being told a ghost story. Right? Right? Not a ghost story. I didn't mean to say ghost, I meant alien. And alien story, you know, UFO and the like. I don't personally think I've ever had a UFO encounter. I don't. I can't claim that. I don't want to be walking around making fake UFO claims because that only hurts the legitimacy of the actual ones. Which brings me to the subject of today's coffee and contemplation. We are talking about the Kenneth Arnold UFO sighting, which occurred in my home state of Washington. That's right. Shout out to the Pacific Northwest. It's possibly the best place to live. If you don't agree with that, well then, we have different opinions. (laughs) Either way, it occurred on June 24th, 1947. I just missed that by a handful of days. Uh, It happened when, uh, guess who, private pilot Kenneth Arnold claimed he saw a string of nine shiny unidentified flying objects flying past Mount Rainier. Interesting. So, What do you think Arnold was doing? Was he up there getting high? Maybe. But either way, on June 24th, 1947, he was flying past Chehalis, Washington, flying from Chehalis, Washington to Yakima, or Krakama, which was what we called it back in the day. I don't know if it'd still be called, I have not been to Yakima in a long time. The only time, not the only time, the last time I was in Yakima, I was there for an AmeriCorps trip and I had actually just recently gotten heartbroken and dumped and i was in a pit and i was that's actually where i think i started becoming an alcoholic and fixing my problems with booze uh anyway we're not talking about that anyway (laughs) moving on uh so he was flying to yakima in a cal air a12 a2 uh plane on a business trip he made a just because, you know, people did that in 1947. He made a brief detour after learning of a $5,000 reward uh, for the discovery of a U.S. Marine Corps C-46 transport airplane that had crashed somewhere near the mountain. That is Mount Rainier. The skies were completely clear and there is a mild wind, according to these, this Wikipedia article. So, I mean, I've looked into it and I've heard the, the story recalled. But... Or retold. But 
it's just it's, like I said, it's just awesome. It's awesome that one of the first, like, if not the first post-war, <laughs> what the fuck, the first post-war uh, UFO sighting that occurred in the United States that really garnered some attention happened in my home state. Like I said, I love Washington. Uh, a few minutes before 3 p.m. at about 9,200 9, feet, that's uh, 2,800 meters for our European listeners, uh, near Mineral, Washington, the pilot gave up his search and started heading east toward Yakima. He saw then a flashing light similar to that, like, uh, like a reflection in your mirror. Afraid he might be dangerously close to another aircraft, Arnold then scanned the skies around him, but all he could see was a DC-4 to his left and behind him, which was about 15 miles, aka 24 kilometers for European listeners. So... He, like, did the thing, he checked, he, like, didn't see shit, uh, or at least it sounds like he didn't see, well, he saw the, this D, the DC-4, but there was nothing else really going on, so, seems all, he was all unclear, but, um, off in the distance, near, he saw a series of bright flashes, uh, to the north of Mount Rainier, from where he was, so, uh, and that was that would be about tw- 20 to 25 miles away, or 40 kilometers for our European listeners. Uh, and he thought they might be a reflection of like you know something. But anyway, uh, as he approached Rainier, he then passed in front, usually appearing uh, usually appearing dark in profile against the bright white snow f- snow uh, of Rainier. Because if you don't know, Rainier is you know a nice snowy mountain. Um, so it sounds like his initial quotes, the initial quotes from him do do uh, say have him saying that he saw like a like a saucer or disc or pie pan or or half moon. Uh, but he also described them as a series of objects with convex with convex shapes. Though he later revealed that one object differed. By being in the crescent shape, that must have been the half moon. Oh shit! Shout out, shout outs to uh, Evil L always. Shout outs to Mooner Six, Phil Collins. Shout outs to Harrison Hand. Shout outs to uh, the fucking Monkflower Band. Shout outs to uh, Casserole. Shout outs to uh, every anybody listening. You know, everybody out there. Daybo. <laughs> I just like saying that at this point. <laughs> See, this is something I didn't know. So, uh, back in. Uh, uh, what, 1947? We're back in 1947 now, right? We're back there after the shout-outs. Uh, starting on around June 26th and June 27th, the newspapers first began using the terms flying saucer and flying disc uh, to describe the sighted objects in association with Arnold's story uh, that he had first given to newspapers on June 25th. So, or at least it started, his account was first featured in late newspapers on June 25th. So starting around June 26th and 27th, newspapers began calling them flying saucers, which is what we eventually, you know, start referring, like associating UFOs with. Uh, The actual origin of the terms is somewhat controversial. Uh, Jerome Clark cites a 1970 study by Herbert Strentz, who reviewed U.S. newspaper accounts of the Arnold UFO sightings, and concluded that the term was probably due to an editor or headline writer. And, well, not Arnold, but nobody, I mean, I wouldn't give Arnold the credit. I'd just say, like, the story sparked it, right? Which is cool. Why? 
because I happen to Washington. <laughs> or, well, I mean, whatever. Either way, so, you know, we get we get where this goes. Arnold sees the, the saucers. He tells some people, blows up, and becomes the first real post-war, like, UFO sighting story that blows up. Um... I argue, I wonder what's more famous. Well, Roswell is obviously more famous, but Roswell, I was just reading like a bunch of stuff about that too. And it's one of those things, and it's just kind of like the Arnold story in a way, like to, on a bigger scale, I think. The, the Roswell story, it gets so convoluted and it's it, it was so mishandled that it's almost like, I feel like at this point, it's just almost like, you gotta just throw your hands up and say like, I feel like this is just, we've lost this battle, we've, we can, we just give up on this. Roswell may or may not have happened. Give it a wash. But we got like plenty of other stuff stacking up evidence-wise. I mean, shit, like, like I said, like a couple, like last podcast or whatever, uh, check out that Bob, the documentary, the Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix. I feel like the guy that directed it's a bit of a tool. I'm not gonna harsh his buzz, but the information's there, and that's what's interesting. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You know, I, uh, I think that there have been plenty of stories over the decades that have been compiled um, and then looked at and laughed at in a lot of cases and you know uh, the search for aliens has almost been um, turned into an entertainment entity you know I I love don't get me wrong I love the X-Files but I feel like sometimes people just want to point at anybody that has a UFO story or, or a sighting of any sort and just call them, you know, it's just say like, all right, Mulder, whatever you say, uh, which isn't cool because then it's a, it's a slippery slope to being called, uh, you know, a fucking conspiracy theorist, a fucking Alex Jones, uh, you know, and it's not that that's not the case. It's something that we really should take seriously. And I think if we didn't have our, like, as a species, if we didn't have our heads up our asses uh, and we're we're so busy destroying each other in the place we live, we would, we could actually, like, kind of retool our resources for purposes like this. And obviously, you know, solving other problems like, you know, not destroying the planet or feeding everybody or making sure just, you know, people are healthy in general and educated whatever but that's not that's not what we're talking about so the other thing was uh i forgot to mention there's like a prospector i forget his name but there's like a prospector who kind of corroborated uh the mount rainier sighting by uh he had like written into the air force or some shit and and had mentioned that he had saw seen like six of the same kind of like light things i don't think he went on to describe necessarily crafts per se but uh he kind of like i said it was a kind of a corroboration but anyway aliens are out there i bet i bet aliens are listening to this podcast because no humans are i guarantee you uh if you are a human listening to this podcast man like hit me up uh we're on twitter at old heart and space 
if you uh, have anything you want us to try and tackle subject-wise, synthesize in our minds, uh, on any one of the shows, really. We got Matinee Edition, You Snooze, You News, Coffee and Contemplation. Uh, you know, it's all there. <laughs> Either way. Uh, aliens, man, though, seriously, I want to, like, if anybody wants to, if anybody is listening and, want, and has an alien story and wants to take the time to sit down with me and tell me that alien story, I would love to sit down behind a microphone and just talk it out, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll give you the space. I'll let you air out that, that, that alien, that alien story. Let's get it out there. You know what I mean? Vanilla bean. Either way, I believe that this has been another episode. A little, uh, a little coffee on the side, a little contemplation up front. That's how we like it sometimes. You know what I mean? It just, it just makes a whole world go a little easier. Either way, I want you to get out there and use your brain for good, because every day is a good day to wrapping up that coconut, and we all know that. And I just want us to don't shame other people for believing in things you don't believe in, whether it's aliens or a different god or whatever the fuck. They have the right to believe in whatever they want, and so do you. So just leave them the fuck alone. And as always, keep your stick on the ice.